This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reach the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing... Leicester City! Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. All right there. All right, the back. How the devil are we? Welcome along. Um, It's a quiet week this week. No football at the weekend. So you've got no excuse. You have to go out shopping with the missus, whether you want to or not. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, You can get us on YouTube at Leicester Till I Die TV. Like I say, and if you are on YouTube, please smash the lights and click that subscribe button. It is a great help. And thank you for listening as well, if that's the way you are getting us uh, tonight. Uh, on your favourite podcast platform. We are all over the place. And tonight, well, it's uh, a case of uh, hands across the ocean, as they say, as we have our Foxes Across the Pond show. Unfortunately, in the words 
of John of <laughs> the words of John Wayne then John I can ju you've just popped up on my message board good evening John how the devil are you Nippon NS Sports TV hello as well what I was about to say in the words of Meatloaf two out of three ain't bad because we haven't uh, <laughs> haven't got an Alex with us but we have got Zach good evening Zach how are you sir I uh, do sir how about yourself not so bad at all thank you very much how is it over there in America at the moment Right now, it, we since uh, talked, we just got some snow here in northwest Arkansas, which is very rare. But it started coming time. All the universities are out for spring break, so it's going to be just a nice, relaxing week for me yeah. personally. Now, I've got to ask you. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is just a personal thing before we get talking football. Mm -hmm. You've got the state of Kansas. Yes. And you've got the state of what I would say reads as Arkansas, not Arkansas, Arkansas. <laughs> I don't get it. It's one of those, it's because of the pronunciation that we had uh, for what the indigenous population called our area. And several years ago, our legislature made a, a, a rule of this is how you pronounce a state name. So they are very adamant about having it called Arkansas, while the state that's nearby us is called, called Kansas. Right. So, but you, you technically you are Kansas. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> um, for us Brits, you know. Good evening, Static. How the devil are you, sir? Thank you for joining us. Right. So we've got a couple of months to uh, to catch up on. Um, because Zach, as I say, can't be with us and wasn't able to be with us last time. Mm. Um, unfortunately, um, like I say, it's been a while since we last spoke, but after we spoke, this was the next game, the FA Cup. Um, got through to the second round, so we didn't quite equal Arsenal's record of um going out of the first round as holders, but we didn't do an awful lot better, did we? No, it, it it definitely felt like a capitulation. Um, I was able to watch pretty much up until like the third goal. And once the third goal happened, I just looked at my wife and just went, why? Why? Mm. It's like, why are we losing? It's like, it's, if it was, if, if we lose the force, like 1-0, it would have been, okay, 1-0, it's force. I hate losing to them, but 1-0 is fair. 4-1. Yes. It was definitely very embarrassing for us being holders of the champion of the title to go out in such such a, a way, and also mm. not to mention just the other elf in the room with how people were acted inside the grounds, outside the grounds. It was just a total embarrassment yes. in and off the yeah. pitch. Yes, I mean the, the way I looked at it was that. In the because it because it was the FA Cup rather than the Premier League, mm -hmm. we didn't have to. Well, we couldn't call the games off for any COVID uh, ill players. Um, and in the previous round against Watford, which whatever you say about Watford, they are still a Premier League team. We we beat them four one, but in with that team we had. I think we ended up with either five or six sort of academy stroke youth players on the pitch. Correct. Nottingham Forest was the big, you know, <laughs> the big rivals and, and the big team, you know, the, the big players were back, if you like. Mm -hmm. And yet I thought we'd have been better off maybe putting out the youth players because the what passion the youth players showed against Watford just wasn't there from the first team as against Forest. I definitely agree with you on that. It's it just felt like that some of the players that we put out, it was just more like, okay, well, it's a cup run, let's just go for promotions and then just see what happens. And then just really after three 0 you you should see some kind of passion. You should see some kind of intensity. It just wasn't there. Your sound is breaking up a lot, Zach. I don't know if you can hear me okay. Um, okay. Toast. Whether whether it's the the weather or not, I'm uh, catching sort of every other word. Okay, okay, I can see you. I can hear you. Ah, uh, that's better. I can hear you fine now. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was. I mean, we, we were the holders, and 
you know, I often think that we have so many, and no disrespect to to, mm. to, to Amer our American friends, but we have so many, if you like, non-English players that are in that team, and you wonder if they understand what these local derbies mean. It's... I know for some, if let's let's go ahead and take one one of our players for examples. Like, let's say you got a Sagar Sagar It's like there's there's some big rivalries in like Turkey because you got your Galatasaray, you got yeah. your um, um, teams like that. But it's just I don't really think for some people uh, with us winning the cup, they're like, okay, well we won it. That's one less we have to worry about. Some other players are going, hey, it's Forest. It's, it's our domestic cup. We're the current holders. We need to go fight for what we have. But others are just, as I mentioned, just going from the motions of, okay, this is what I need to go do, or I'm just coming back from this injury. Let's go ahead and just make sure I know what I'm doing and just mm -hmm. really not a lot of intensity that we expect out of a, a derby match. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely agree there. Um, but well, we're, that was that was us out of both of the domestic cups. Um, we then, uh, after that, came up against um, what is turning out to be a resurgent Liverpool, and, and I, I thank them for at least making the title race a bit interesting these days. Um, mm -hmm. It was kind of, to me, you know, we'd we'd, we'd beaten them earlier in the season um, at our place. 1-0, it was very much a defensive performance, you know, they were throwing everything at us, they missed the penalty it came here and the people said, oh yeah you know, it's a lot better, in, you know, a lot better performance and they only beat us 2-0, but it felt like Liverpool never got out of second game, you know, when you see a sort of a dog sort of, you know, playing playing with a toy or, or you know cat playing with a bird or something they were like toying with us It definitely felt uh, that they were looking to, as you mentioned, get a resurgence within the league itself to try to go and go on their title run, but also just seeing that 1-0 loss at the King Power going, you know what, we need to make sure that when we have the return fixture, we don't want to embarrass themselves at home. They want to make sure that mm. not only to show they're faithful, but also just to show the world that, hey, we're not going to lose again to Leicester City. And unfortunately, we just kind of not only just coming back from that 4-1 defeat against Forrest in the Cup, um, I would imagine I would imagine that just some of that flaggy feeling from that 4-1 defeat carried over to Anfield, which is sometimes an intimidating place to go play. It can, yeah, it can. I just think everybody was sort of saying, like, you know, all oh, the performance was there. And it wasn't a bad performance, but I do feel like, like I say, like almost like Liverpool hadn't got out of, um, uh, of second gear. But... Uh, mm -hmm. Um, it was almost, I suppose when you're playing Liverpool at the moment, it is almost like a, uh, you know, it's a free hit, if you like, because we're not expected to win it um, anyway. The, now, the next game that, that came up was a very interesting game because we were playing West Ham at home. And this is where um, I think I annoyed quite a few fellow Foxes fans off because... I think that well, that was. I don't think about it. That was the game that I called Brendan uh, a bell end because we're two one up, and he makes a substitution of what taking off. Um, I forget who he took off now, but he brought on um, Jan Vestergaard mm -hmm. at a corner right at the last minute, and. <laughs> I just don't get why, because to me, it's schoolboy stuff. You do not take or make any substitutions when you're defending a free kick or a corner. You wait until afterwards. You just don't make it, dis you know, you just disrupt things. And Vestergaard got slated for it, which I don't think, it wasn't his fault, but mm -hmm. he suddenly came on and everybody's kind of going like, who's doing what, who's walking, whatever. And we came away with one point rather than the three. And I think... I just think he got his. I, I have questioned his substitutions a lot this season, and I know it's not been easy with all the injuries, but I just don't get substitutions like that. It, it's like this is one of the games that uh, was one of those that I was kind of like in the room just waking up. My wife was watching um match, and then all of a sudden I was like hearing right at the 94th, 95th. I was thinking, okay. 
was it us? Was it them? And then once I heard my wife kind of just like swearing in the background, I'm like, okay, <laughs> it was West Ham that scored. Uh, I know beforehand we were some of myself and a couple of our foxes were kind of like thinking are going to be seeing Zuma because of everything that was going on with his legal issues. And it turns out that he wasn't, but it's still just very, very distressing that we, it's it felt like a Tottenham ball over again to where mm. we were up, we were up, we were winning at home. We we're in the final minutes of the match. It was like, just get a result, grind out the win and we capitulate points. And yes. that was the most distressing part of it all was to concede at that last corner and eventually full time came in seconds later. It's just just that, uh, that is it. If, you, if you're gonna go defensive, fine, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. we know we, we could argue that Brendan goes defensive too quickly a lot of the time, but I mean that was sort of just ridiculously late, you know, 91st minute virtually. And he thinks, yeah, I just, and, and we're about to defend a corner. Let, let's change the court. I mean, I just I just don't get it. And that, mm. and no way am I saying that, that Brendan should go or we should get rid of Brendan. I'm very much a Brendan in um, purse on, on that side of the fence. But I just, like I say, I was so, so annoyed because that would have been three points rather than the one. Uh, because the, the performance, again, was was a good performance. We'd started mm -hmm. to show signs of maybe we were turning the corner, uh, but I just I just don't I just didn't get that at all at that time. Why make that substitution? But he's paid the big bucks. I'm not, I suppose. Yep, yeah, it was just very, very just confusing, con distressing, and it's just why kind of situation. Yes. And it's just and some of the people. That we're to keep Brendan in, in the camp, uh, turn him into, hey, I don't think that's a good idea. There's other people just like you saying, hey, it was a very stupid mistake. We still want him in the club. I was just thinking, we just got to find a way to turn results results around. Yes, we just yes. can't. We just can't have another capitulation like we did with West Ham. We can't have another Tottenham Hotspur again this season. And then um, we did have a bit of a break from the um, uh, the Premier League. What are your thoughts, first of all, before we get into the match stuff, what are your thoughts on the Conference League? I mean, I'm very much don't agree with teams dropping down. So say, say like say Man United dropping into the Europa League and nearly winning that. And then I don't think that we should be in the, the Conference League because we failed, you know, uh, uh, in the Europa. But that said, we're in it. And I want to go ahead. I want to. I want to win it. We're in it, so I want to win it. But you see, you know, a lot of you know Tottenham didn't treat it with respect. Arsenal didn't want to be in it. The sooner we finished eighth, it's a European trophy, isn't it? At the end of the day, it is one of those that it, especially for a club like us. Even though yes, we have been in the Champions League before. Yes, we have gone into European competitions before. But it just allows us as a club to not only just expose ourselves to different styles of play across Europe that let's say if whenever Brendan does leave, we can kind of see from different clubs across, let's say not traditional markets like your Bulgaria's, like your Latvia's um, and other former Soviet states that you can say, Hey, I really like this kind of style of play. Hey, this is the kind of player that we'll need in the future. And this gives us that exposure. Mm. I in the terms of like dropping down from the different leagues, I, as an, as an American, I personally, we don't really have anything like that here in the U S or even in Canada. So that's something that we're kind of just looking at going, okay, it's kind of sad that we're dropping down to a lesser division. Yeah. Um, kind of like it's a quasi relegation, but at the same time, as you mentioned, it's a European trophy and it's, Still, something to go strive for to say, hey, we have no trophy in the cabinet. We want to give it all our own for just the people who work day in and day out, but also just players that might not get time in the Premier League or not, not get some time in the domestic cups, be able to get some time in Europe and expose our brand, expose our kind of football to Europe at large. Mm. Well, we came along. We, we'd, we'd been drawn with this team none of us had ever heard of, <laughs> which was Randers um, from Denmark. Uh, and um, basically, I mean, the, the tie was over in that first leg, wasn't it? A great, 
I can say a great performance. I mean, it, no, no disrespect to Randers, but it's a game we should. It's a game we should be winning, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it definitely felt very good to have a four-one victory to make sure that um, t- t- so if something did happen in the second leg, uh, the where if it was a draw or if we happened to lose one nil, mm-hmm. uh, we had that much of a comfort zone, especially now with the changes to where away goals and home goals are weighted the same and not as it yeah. was previously. I mean, we, we went 1-0 up. Um, indeed, he put us 1-0 up. And then, of course, Leicester do what Leicester do best, and that's conceded a goal just before half-time. And at that point, I thought, here we go again. <laughs> this is Leicester, you know, a team here we're going to get knocked out by. But then second half... Barnes, Dacca, and you know Jewsby Hall all getting on the uh, score sheet, and get you know that we 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 couldn't really do more more than we'd done on that game, and that was pleasing to see. Indeed, and it's made things a lot easier for the second leg. Um, that's kind of what we're hoping for: is that if with us being tournament uh, with this conference, we just have to do well, and that said, okay, we need to be sure that when we're going against future competition in this tournament, that even if, let's say, we're not winning 4-1, 5-0, it's still something that we need to go strive for necessarily have to go yeah. and break a sweat in the second leg. Yeah, yeah. You are still breaking up to me. I don't know if you are to everybody else in the chat, but it's it's, it's coming and going at the moment uh, with the breaking up. But we'll we can, we can still carry on. Uh, we can still carry on. We then came to um, Wolves. Uh, we featured, yeah. Mike is just saying here, and I was just saying, how how were you sounding? Is it just me? He, he says you you're sounding sort of really laggy, which is a technical term in Wales, I guess, for a <laughs> computer. But it, it is it is it is breaking up. But then anyway, we, we, we'll we'll carry on because uh, I say it is it is coming and going. Um, we then. Went to Wolves, who we'd beaten on the opening day. Um, and to be honest with you, even then, I think the warning bell should have been signing because had they had a decent striker that day, they may well not have lost it. But mm-hmm. I think this was one game where the performance didn't really rely the result. And I think we played well enough to, to get at least a draw against this one, but it wasn't to be. Yep. Um, unfortunately, this is one of those games that I was not able to watch. So mm-hmm. I was kind of more just seeing the highlights. And it's it just felt like that, um, kind of like with Liverpool, they were just wanted to be sure that uh, they weren't going to lose twice in a row to Leicester City. And, mm-hmm. and with them kind of just winning and some of the changes that they made during the winter break – and also especially getting Jimenez back from uh, injury, that definitely made things a lot easier for Wolves to kind of just fight for their spot in the Premier League. Uh, I mean, you know, we had um, 240-odd more passes than they did. We had um, 240-odd more more touches than they did. It it was unfortunate, I say, that I think that 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 game lasted – how it did, but again, that that's kind of been sort of Leicester season, hasn't it? Really, you know. Um, but then we came to Randers away, and uh, I mean, the game was done. We scored after two seconds, and it was it was over. And I got a bit annoyed with that because yes, we'd won it. Yes, the job was done, but. If we have a look at sort of the, the, the match info from there, and again, I don't know if you managed to see this one at all, but we we allowed them so many chances to get back into the game in that second leg. Yes, like you say, you know, like I say, we went 1-0 up uh, after two minutes. It was as good as good as over. But when you're looking at the stats, um, you know, they they had, well, we had seven shots. They had 23 you know, now, to me, that shouldn't be happening. No, it definitely should not have been happening. It's one of those where you, ha- even though yes, having a goal within two minutes is definitely kind of just setting the tone. 
but it just felt like that once that first goal was made, we were just kind of just letting them try to come back into it, as you said, with the 20 some odd shots to our seven. And it sh- we should have had more opportunities to go and not let them get into that final third to go pepper or go uh, pepper the goal with shots and perhaps with the, mm. and not to mention with how we were in the terms of defending corners by by giving those opportunities to go get corners and then eventually score corners against us, it was mm. definitely something that it was very concerning. Yes, yeah, and you know, I mean, even when they got the one goal back, eighty four minutes, mm-hmm. um, it was just unfortunate that one. You know, I think uh, Schmeichel had stopped all that was at him, um, and then James Madison sort of, you know, had popped up in the seventieth and seventy fourth minute to. Just, just to sort of kill the game off altogether. So it was very much a consolation goal for them. Mm. It was a bit of a mix-up. Um, I can't blame Vestigar for that one. It was just a bumpy pitch that did for Schmeichel. But uh, we were through. That was the main thing. But like I say, letting a team... You know, if, if we if we get as far as meeting Roma, and of course we, we've got to get past BSV first, and we'll come on mm. to those. But, you know, we if we let them have that many shots against us, we're not going to get off this lightly, are we? Exactly, especially with, like, as you mentioned, with some of the top competition in Europe, such as Roma, PSV, Bodo Glimt, and some others that we could possibly see in the future in this yeah. competition. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it is a worry. The, the last game, of course, was uh, postponed, this time due to Chelsea being um, in a cup final. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, and I, I do enjoy saying this, but... Uh, and I can never Kepper, the Chelsea goalkeeper, missing the penalty. I think you'll I think I think the word you look be looking for there is is karma. I remember when he would not get off the pitch and he was and I, he just he just got his comeuppance. He got what he deserved, I think. But uh, that's just me personally. Me personally. But into March and we went to Burnley. Uh, never never an easy side to go and face. Um but um and, and they'd won a couple as well. You know, that was they, they had looked like they were going to start turning things around. Um, and, you know, they had a good result against Tottenham. And I say it's always a difficult place to go to. But we've struggled against the lower teams this season. So it was never going to be guaranteed. But we suddenly put in a good performance and got the three points. And was... And- one thing that I've been kind of learning lately, especially with the uh, makeup matches, is it's better have points on the board than to have mm. games in hand. So, yeah. so by having this fix, this rescheduled fixture land in our favor, um, by and also probably good thing by having the uh, the Chelsea match postponed because of the mm. the energy drink final. Um, yeah. It definitely gave our chance, uh, gave our, give us a chance to have us rest and also get some of our guys back from injury, get guys back from illness, and be able to get these three points against Burnley was definitely something that it was the start of a good turnaround. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did make hard work of it, really. Sort of, you know, it, it took us until the 80th minute, sort of, or the 82nd minute when when Madison scored. And, and Vardy was back, if only if only for the one game. Um, and and it did annoy the Burnley fans that he'd come back, scored a goal, and then went off injured again. Um, but I think you know, it just shows he's I mean, last season Inacho got the most goals. He hasn't been prolific, but he gets the odd goal that is very, very important. But more than anything, he scares the defenders. Indeed, and it's just and by having someone else besides, let's say, like a James Madison or a Jamie Vardy or even a Pots and Daka uh, score goals for us, um, mm. that's definitely something that, especially with the injury crisis we have and the leak in the fixture congestion we had, it's definitely good to have that rotational of people who are able to score goals for us. Yes, yeah, and and we have, and you know, if if Vardy's on and he does take over, you know, the the defenders out, you know, you have got the Luckmans and the and the Barnes that can uh, that can uh, and come on and do that. I mean, this game, this was better. You see, for us, they had nine shots, we had twenty two. You know, we had uh, nearly a hundred more passes. We had. Um, nearly 100 more touches 
that's that's was really the Leicester that I remember from the last couple of seasons. And also not to mention our first clean sheet in who knows how long. Oh, and that God, was, how could I forget? Yes, exactly. That, yes. That was probably the biggest standout point is just having that clean sheet after so long in all competitions. That's just like, wow. This yes, is, yes. We, this we managed it. We managed it. Um, and then clean sheets, a bit like buses over here in this country. You're waiting, you're waiting ages for one and then two come along together. <laughs> we we came up against a, a lead side with a new manager, um, mm -hmm. a new manager apparently who loves zonal marking uh, at the back. And <laughs> to be honest with you, the Leeds fans are quite happy with that. And I said, I don't know why. I don't do it. You know, look, just look at us. But it was a tight game. Um, and, and I think, but I think overall, I think we deserved it. Just um, and and again, it was two wins on the trot and two clean sheets. In uh, absolutely, um, I know before the match uh, with having an American Jesse March uh, being the mm -hmm. new manager of Leeds United, we were kind of looking at it, just kind of going the one as an American, saying, "Wow, an American." managing the Premier yeah. League again, but also just seeing like what kind of changes are going to absolutely do going from Bielsa to Marsh. And it was just a lot of just question marks to figure out if leads are going to go respond to the manager change, if they're going to kind of just still trying to get their feelings figured out for what, for what Marsh wants to go do. But the fact that they were able to come in to the King power, new manager bounce, everything along those lines. And we still managed to grind out a one nil result after coming back from a tough Burnley match and after still kind of like figuring out is Vardy going to be with us, Vardy not going to be with us. It's, yeah. it definitely was a good result to show to the King power faithful. It was, it was, and it, it was a tight game. Uh, but I mean, again, you know, and I, I, it's just a little pet hate of mine. I'm sorry. And I know the only stat that matters is the fact that we got the ball in the net once and they didn't get it in at all. But mm -hmm. again, we were letting them come at us. We gave them, you know, 19 shots to our seven. I can say, and to me, that just annoys me because when you do that against the big teams, we, you know, we, we literally said two minutes ago, it's going, you're not going to get away with it. You know, Casper's not always going to be on his top form and be able to save us every single time. And they're not always going to be up against strikers that are going to put it into Rose Ed. But in that on that occasion, we did get away with it. Mm -hmm. And especially with how we are in the terms of uh, conceding set pieces and, and corners of this season. It's one of those, like, imagine those shots if it became corners. That could have been easily yes. a one-all draw. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not, if you don't mind. <laughs> don't uh, don't get me to do that. Um, and then it just it we just we just got into silly mode then because we then ended up with three clean sheets on a row, <laughs> and it's like nosebleed time. You know, we hosted Wrens uh, who weren't to be taken lightly. You know, they were just outside the European places in uh, League One in in France, uh, but. And, you know, I think we, we were all saying at 1-0, yes, we want to go take it to their place with a win, but 1-0 just didn't feel comfy. But how important did it end up Kelechi's second goal? Very very much important because, as you mentioned, uh, Ren is one of those teams that will always seem to be in the mix for trying mm. to get in the top spots of Ligon. Um if you discount, let's say, like PS, PSG constantly winning the whole thing. Yeah. And it's just, and especially with us getting into these rounds now, with having a lot of the teams that either are constantly either in the Champions League or just always in the finals of Europa Leagues, it's like we have to step up our competition against Europe, European side. So by having this 2 0 win, it, as you kind of alluded to, uh, definitely helped us in the long run whenever. We have to go to the to the second leg over at Ren. And ninety three minutes. It was nice for us to do that to somebody rather than have it done to us. <laughs> right. It it felt it felt a lot nicer. Um, and then 
and again, I can't say I can't really go mad about this result, uh, other than the fact that I did a watch along with it, and I, and it was with two Arsenal fans, which probably made it feel worse than it actually was. But we had a little trip down to to the Emirates in London, ended up losing two nil, but. Let's be honest, I, you know, we, we, we very rarely get anything um, when we visit Arsenal. Definitely agree with you on that. It's like I was in a, a bar in Fayetteville, not too far from where I live, mm. uh, watching the match with my wife and then with like 20 some Arsenal supporters um, on the big screen. And and from just kind of watching the match, uh, from just even, even hearing their commentary, the fact that we were able to kind of just keep it 1-0 until the penalty was awarded, it was kind of surprising to them because they were thinking that by us having our defensive line set up, they were not really able to break through too much through mm. the whole final third and the, back, and the fact that we're able to go get in, steal passes, and be able to kind of cause a nuisance in that, in that back line really frustrate a lot of the Arsenal supporters. Yes. Um, it's just that uh, unlucky penalty and then just that unlucky corner. It, it could have easily been a nil-nil draw if yeah. we were lucky enough. I mean, the corner, you thought, here we go again. <laughs> it's back. Um, yeah. And then the penalty, I mean, was it a penalty? Wasn't a penalty? You know, some of people saying it was soft. The only way I can do is look at it and go, if it was the other way, would I be annoyed if we didn't get it? Would I be screaming for it? And yes, I would with that one. I would. And But then you had the question of encroaching. Um, I mean, there's no guarantee that had the referee made him take it again that he would have scored anyway. He probably would, you know, he should do really. So he wouldn't necessarily have been any better off. But what did you think about the encroachment and the, and the claims for it to be taken again? So... Um... So with regards to the penalty, it could the way I looked at it, it could have oh, it could have been like no penalty, but they could have I could have seen a red card against uh, Soyeon Chu. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the only reason why that we probably did not see that red card as they gave them that penalty. Um, but it was very 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 soft. I, yeah. I think uh, the encroachment. I looked at it again. It definitely felt very very close, but also Casper was off his line as well. Uh, during the encroachment. So it just felt kind of one of those, if th there were so many things they could have called uh, mm -hmm. for them to go retake the penalty, either being Casper being off his line, the encroachment, but they decided just to go ahead and just, I felt like it was a good, I hated the call, but I felt like it was the right decision for them to just go, just have the penalty stood. Yeah, I think had it gone back to, to Zaka, I think it was the one that you could see encroaching. I think there was someone on the other side as well. Had it come back to him and he he, he scored, then it might have well been reviewed, you mm -hmm. know. But uh, but like I say, I mean, with this game again, you see, we had more passes, we had 80 odd more passes, we had 70 odd more, uh, more, more touches, we mm -hmm. had more tackles, but when it came down to it, we had six shots on goal. They had 21, and I know I'm sounding like a broken record here, but it, it, you know, I just that has for me that's something that's got to be, um, got to be uh, looked at for next season. Absolutely, it just felt like that we were trying to go focus more on trying to feed that one striker, and in the with the mm. line that Arsenal had, we 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 had to have at least two strikers, or at least some somebody on the wings to go and be like a second or third striker whenever, let's say, we're trying to go past that four. Because I felt like we always kept on losing it as soon as we got past the halfway line. Mm. Indeed. And then uh, it was back to Europe. And we went over uh, over to, to, to Brittany and faced Rennes. And I've got to say, I've got to give credit here to the Rennes fans. Um, it... It was an amazing atmosphere. Again, I don't know whether you were able to see it or not, but they, they were making so much noise from the get-go. And uh, I wouldn't have liked to have been out there. I've got to be honest with you. Um, I didn't have a chance to see see the match, unfortunately. But from the, right, videos right. That, from the videos that I saw from, let's say, like YouTube or Instagram or whatnot, it's like it def they mm -hmm. definitely made it a fortress. And it definitely yeah. felt like 
this is like proper European night. Yes. Um, and and for us to be able to squeak by when, how we did, uh, I was very, very surprised that we managed to make it through this competition. Hmm. I mean, I mean, it was a good game. I mean, they went ahead after eight minutes, and again, I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> this is this is Leicester again. You know, here we go. But we held on. Two things. I mean, it was absolutely brilliant having Fafana back. I mean, absolutely great. And he scored a goal. I mean, he went up and came back, got a goal, and he, you know, he went straight over. And to me, this is very telling because a lot of people, a lot of fans have been saying, what, you know, with the with the defensive problems we've had, what is Colo Torre doing? You know, he's he's a he was a defender. You know, he's obviously that's what he should be coaching, and yet we're having these bad, you know, times at corners. Mm-hmm. But Fafana made a point after Rogers of going over and hugging Colo Torre, and I think that kind of said to me a lot that yeah, maybe we don't think Colo's doing much, but the players obviously like him and respect him. I definitely felt that was a touching moment uh, to mm-hmm. show that not only Fafana coming back, but also kind of showing the support. To to him saying, "Hey, look, it's it's okay. We've still made it through to the next round, and it's only just going to go up from here. Not only for just him as a player, but also just for us as a club." So I found that very touching. Yeah, and they did pull uh, one back to take it two one. Um, I think their manager was very ungracious in defeat. Um, was claiming a lot of things about the match. But again, like I said uh, a few minutes ago, that that Kelechi goal in the first leg was absolutely worth its weight in gold. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, before we go on to the to the last game, as we're in Europe at the moment, you know, we've got we've got. I mean, there's no nobody's got to be taken lightly at this stage. I mean, we're in the quarterfinals of a European competition. It's as far as we've been. We went, we went, you know, got that far in in the Champions League. Uh, that season, so we've gone. We've matched our best ever in Europe. No team can be taken lightly. Even Blood Limped, um, whatever they're called. I mean, they've got Roma, but they were in the same group and they beat Roma. Was it six nil or six one? So they're not to be taken lightly. What do you think you get in Eindhoven? I was definitely looking forward to get um, a Dutch side. Like I was telling people. Um, I was looking to go against uh, Farnoid, um, mm. but the fact that we got PSV Eindhoven, which is one of the top sides in in, in uh, the Netherlands, right behind Ajax, um, it was definitely one of those. We're going against a team that we could easily be seeing in the Champions League um, mm. in during better times, and I really, really hope that we can just kind of show in this first leg that hey. Um, that even though yes, these are going to be tough competition, but it's all going to get tougher from here. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's you know, apart from blood, blood limped, um, mm. including ourselves, every team there. If you know, if you go back within the last decade, every one of those teams has been in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, there's no teams to, to take lightly. I I was really really hoping for Slavia Prague so we could get revenge. <laughs> for last season, I uh, wasn't to be. Yeah, um, and then I say the bad thing is, I suppose it's not the bad thing because you've got to play the best if you want to get to the final and win the final. You've got to play the best at some point. But we get if we do get through, and blood limped don't um, do what they did against Roma in 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 the in their league. Uh, we're going to end up against Roma. I, if we do go against Roma. I would be pretty excited, even though, yes, we know that mm. it is going to be a very hard draw against Roma. But the fact that we're going against not only who they are as a club in the terms of history in Serie A, but also with their manager in Mr. Mourinho. It's yeah. definitely one of those that if we can prove for ourselves against Roma, even let's say we do not move on to the next competition, as long as we don't embarrass ourselves, then I think a lot of Fox's supporters will be happy with what we do. 
Yeah, I mean, a semi-final of any... I mean, I think just... For me, call it something else than the Europa Conference because it does. It sounds like it has been tagged onto the Europa League, so mm-hmm. it hasn't got its own identity. And of course, to to me, conference says non-league football, mm-hmm. <laughs> amateur football. So I think the, the whole name of it, unfortunately, doesn't work well for me. But uh, but we're through. That's all we can. Like I say, you can only be twos in front of you, and you've got to beat these play. You know these teams that are. Um, in front of you, up. Oh, Mike says uh, Roma are boring. Well, look at the manager. You know, it was uh, never going to be any difference. We'll just take a draw off you at the KP, then grind it out at Studio Olimpico. Quite possibly Stadio Olimpico. Sorry. Mm. Um, last game of the the month uh, last weekend, Brentford. Uh, Ivan Tony was on has been on fire recently. Christian Eriksen, and it's great news that he's back, and it's great news that he was picked for Denmark. Unfortunately, then, and they say life's a bitch. He, he then went and got COVID. Uh, but two one, um, were you able to see this match at all? Um, I saw I saw a little bit of the highlights because I was kind of working that morning. Uh, right. I remember I was kind of like working on some pizzas and whatnot and whenever mm-hmm. i heard like the commentary is like and castagna with the free kick i'm like whoa it's like castagna goal yes yeah and, and i got and then once i got a minute minute to go see the goal i just saw the curvature of that goal kind of saw like where he shot it from i was just like wow i was yeah. just um i i was pretty happy i was pretty excited by that uh to kind of to see him not only back in the first team, but also just with that strike to where I think he's even more surprised by how he did it. Yeah, I don't think he was, he could quite believe it himself. I mean, you know, you're looking at before we go on to the second goal, you're looking at, to me, the sort of probably the goal of the season. I mean, it was, when, when we first signed him, I think it was in either the first game or the first home game. Um, I remember we were wearing purple, so I'm thinking it wasn't home. Um, he scored an amazing goal, and you're thinking that this is the player we've just bought. Brilliant! But that one, it was—I mean, no goalkeeper in the world was saving that. No, it was just right in that little corner. That even though that he was trying to make that effort, it was just right in that perfect sweet spot to where yes. it was very hard to get to. Yes, oh, it was unbelievable. And then, not to be outdone, uh, Madison. <laughs> Madison comes up and gets a free kick. Uh, or you could say maybe he bought it, but then you know teams do it to us, so it, it works both ways. Uh, but again, picks out the other corner. Again, no goalkeeper stopping it. That's the Madison that we've been missing. Absolutely, and just kind of just shows that one Southgate you need to be watching, and two. Um, it's just definitely one of those pretty ha- pretty happy that we were able to go 2-0 against a Brentford side that, as you mentioned, just like having that feel good with Christian Eriksen, even though he was out with yeah. COVID. But just being able to kind of just, for them, they kind of reminded me a little bit of, of a lead last year to where they just go have all these beginning runs at the beginning of the season, a little bit of falter, but still a, a team that, can easily scare you if you're not paying attention. Yeah, they, they, they'd won a couple and they were they were on a sort of a run back, and I think they'll still be good enough to stay up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that one again, passes, touches, tackles, we were better all over the pitch, and um, I think that you know we did deserve that. Dare I say, we're back. I mean, we're getting a lot of the you know our, our first team. We know how horrendous the injury situation's been. Can I just say how disappointed I was in Johnny Evans when he came on? I mean, you know, Fafana comes on after injury, scores a goal. Castagna comes on after injury and scores a goal. What was Johnny Evans playing at? Come on, you know, he's fetched at least a goal off him. But in all seriousness, it was great to see him back as well. Mm-hmm. As I say, the all players are coming back at the right time. Could, as I say, could we make a late challenge i don't think we're going to get in the sort of top four or five eighth i've put i had to do a thing for the bbc today saying where we might end up how many points and i went for about 50 points and possibly eighth um which might be good enough for europe but 
am I am I hoping too much? We've had a lot of false dawns up this season, haven't we? I I with us being back in the tenth, I was kind of pretty happy that we're at least in the top half of the table and just kind of I wasn't necessarily worried about not being survival or getting very close to the relegation zone, but I was but with these results, I was very, very happy that we're climbing up to the table and still with two games in hand, because I know we still got to play Chelsea. We still got to play Norwich in the league. So that's two more matches that uh, we know that we got to go do. But hmm. I'm still very, I'm still th- kind of thinking we'll probably be in ninth or 10th by the time the season is over. Uh, if we get the eighth, that'll be great. If we somehow get a European spot, that would be awesome. But I know. It's our best bet. Will probably either be the Europa League or Conference League qualification. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you a player that at one point couldn't seem to be dropped for any reason, no matter how bad a game he had, to a player that now is not being picked at all, even you know when we've got injuries. Uh, Eozy Perez. Do you think we've seen the last of him? Is he is he going to be offloaded this summer? Do you think? I personally think he's going to be offloaded in the summer. Mm. I, I, it's like I think he did well for whenever he was with us, uh, whenever he was not injured. But I just think something must have happened where just the injuries and just fell out of something must have happened where he fell out of favor to mm. where I think it would probably be best if we just allow him to go to another club this summer. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to let you know, have one last question, and I know I've asked you this before, and it's asked all the time, but Mike was asking a question for Zach. Might have already been answered, but what made him support Leicester? And that's only because I think Mike is a Man United fan, and I think he thinks anybody that lives in in America should be supporting Man United. <laughs> uh, yes, I'll absolutely uh, answer this question. So... Um, whenever I was in college, uh, we have a couple. I had a couple of classmates that won Premier League matches. So a lot of the times they'll support like your Manchester United, your Cities, your Chelsea's, your pretty much your big clubs. Uh, yeah. A lot of the people around me support Arsenal because of the FIFA video game. For me, how I was introduced to Leicester City was back in the Tata run of fifteen sixteen. Uh, they did a partnership with my uh, with an NFL team I supported since I was a child called the Carolina Panthers. Uh, both teams were kind of seen as underdogs for our respect for the respective leagues. So we got to see a little bit of a what Leicester City was about through through the Panthers. We got to know a little bit about Jamie Vardy, Cassius Michael, um, Christian Fuchs, and a couple of other squad players. And they also did like a cultural exchange where we sent jerseys and footballs to Leicester City. Leicester City sent jerseys and and balls to the Panthers and they were kind of supporting each other, not only on social media, but also just everywhere you can see. I also, once I started looking at Leicester city thinking, okay, I want to support, I just want to look at these underdogs and kind of see what they're doing. I Mm. found their ownership was from Thailand, which I have families live in Thailand. I got friends that live in Thailand and I just, just kind of started just falling in love with them. Um, I bought my first Leicester shirt, um, about one or two years ago uh, before they started getting their European competitions. And, and I just felt just a connection with the Foxes with not only just with all that ties in with the Panthers and the, and Leicester, but also with Thailand and also just how welcoming the supporters have been, no matter if they've been lifelong supporters, if they've been supporters I found here in Arkansas or just really just the whole football community in general. And I just fell off the club. And it is great, great to, um, to to have you on board, um, even, even from Arkansas. <laughs> I better not say anything. I might get shot. <laughs> Let's just have a look. Uh, Mike says, come on, Perez is unreal. Yeah, unreal is probably the right word, but not probably in the way you meant it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike says, wow, that is truly a great reason for supporting the team. Shows how you, how mental and for club support goes and reaches it is. And I mean, and, and no disrespect to Man United, 
I, my, my, my children weren't born in Leicester. They were born in Burnley, where I lived at the time. And I said to the, to the boys, I said, you can support Burnley because it's your hometown and, you know, you're at school at Burnley and, you know, whatever. So you can support Leicester because your dad supports Leicester. But you're not supporting Man United, Man City, Chelsea or Arsenal just because they're on the TV all the time. And uh, thankfully I won. Thankfully I won. So, <laughs> Zach, it's been great having you on. Thank you so much for coming on. No problem, Cliff. I was very glad to be here. Technical yeah. issues and all. Give people a shout out as to uh, where where they can find you. All right. So I can be found on Twitter and Instagram using the handle you see on screen, Splunk ATO. Um, I I discussed about Leicester City, but I'll talk about the uh, MLS. So if you just want to just give a follow there, that would be perfect. Um, and I'm very glad to be here. Brilliant. Mate, take care and stay safe. And fingers crossed, all being well, we'll be seeing you talking in a month's time. And hopefully, we'll be talking about a European final. Well, um, as I kind of mentioned, kind of like privately, around this time next month, um, I'll be celebrating my fifth wedding anniversary. Oh, so... indeed, indeed. Congratulations. Oh. Congratulations. So it, it, so it might be the Chris and Alex show next month. Uh, <laughs> it might well show. be. It might well be. Depend, depends how the, how the days go. But congratulations on your anniversary in advance. And uh, to Mrs. Splunkato as well, I suppose. Is the, uh, I don't know how I, to refer to her. I will, I'll, I'll let her know. <laughs> thank you very much take care mate and thank stay you. safe thank you very much well do thank you so much thanks a lot uh thanks to zach for joining us there all the way from the good old us of a um it is a sloppy seconds night tonight because coming up we have uh, our second show of the evening which is going to be the championship review. Last night we did one very great, and thanks for having coming on, Mike. Mike came on and talked lower divisions with us, League One and League Two, and it was a great chat. Loved having him on. Thank you so much. And tonight we're going to be looking at the championship. Who may not be staying in the championship much longer? <coughs> Derby. Uh, <laughs> And who might be five years? You couldn't make it to five days, mate. Yeah, I can believe that. I can believe that, actually. Five years. Um, you see, five years is still the love period. Wait, wait until you get to sort of 25. Um, you've, <laughs> you put me off now, Mike. <laughs> so we've got the championship review at uh, nine o'clock. And if... Uh, well, Norwich, Watford, possibly Burnley go down. Who might be replacing them? Who do you want to replace them? We'll see you at nine. And thanks for that. And thanks to everybody who watched this evening and everybody who listened this evening. Uh, if you do one thing tonight, please, please do this. Yeah, please like, share and subscribe if you would to the YouTube channel, like I say, Leicester Till I Die TV. And if you want to give me a follow, there we go, at Leicester TID on the old Twitter or Leicester Till I Die 1 on Instagram. I'm going to be back in an hour and four minutes. There's nothing like being precise. I will see you then. Take care. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.